Welcome to the P3 Podcast. The Pronoctis Performance Podcast is the place to be if you're interested in topics such as mindset, coaching, personal development, elite performance, and leadership development. So, Nate, Pronoctis, huh? Um, some crazy times. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there just confused, dazed, going about business as usual. How, um, how's things been for you? That's been quite interesting, Phil, to one. It's uh, uh, quoting Nicola Sturgeon. I think it shouldn't feel normal at the moment because it's not normal. Um, so it's really different. The place where I live is it's really quiet. It's eerily quiet. And I was saying to my wife earlier, it feels like a, you know, the old zombie apocalypse, but nowhere near that. Um, so I did take the dog for a walk this morning and it felt like a Sunday morning. Um, has that sort of feel about it, but it's a Sunday morning all day at the moment. So yeah, first day of lockdown, and uh, yeah, interesting, but feeling good. How about you? Um, it's got me thinking a lot, really, about a few few different things. I think everyone's experiencing different things depending on what their business as usual is. I mean, obviously, we're used to either being on the road a lot, you know, being client facing, doing all our courses and coaching, etc. Or if we're not, we're we're probably working from home, so we're probably a little bit more used to it than others. Um, so we might be able to adapt, although the the percentage of working from home is obviously 100% now. Um, starting to think about the people that work from home all the time. So they haven't even got the ability to, to have the option of nipping to a coffee shop, you know, uh, and just get out for an hour. I'm, I'm definitely one of them. If I'm, if, I'm in, if I'm in the house for nine, ten hours working, you know, the, the walls start closing on me. So I need the ability to go out and potter in the garden or, you know, hopefully at the minute the rules are, I can still go and cycle. Um, I live in a country so I can get out. I, I don't see anybody on a normal day. So, I'm certainly not going to see anybody now. But also the ones that are used to having that routine of, you know, up at 6.30, you know, dog for a walk, looking after the kids, getting on the tube, into work. And then the days evolve around that. And I think the whole thing's been tipped on its head now. And a lot of people are going to have to adjust to it. So there's a bit around work. But funny enough, I started writing a little blog post yesterday where I woke up and, you know, I was thinking, isn't it nice that the first thing, certainly I am thinking about in the morning is my family. Um, and that's probably coming from a little bit of helplessness where, you know, my, my family are 300 miles away. Uh, my mother's elderly, my dad's elderly, my sister's down there, my brother's down there, and I, you know, we're relying on them more than ever to look after them. So there's a little bit of helplessness there, but also ensuring that I'm being proactive and supporting them in the best I can to support them, if that makes sense, you know? So I suppose the title I wrote on the blog was, isn't it nice that we're waking up and thinking of family first rather than, oh, I've got to send that email, or I've got that meeting, or I've got to get in, and we're always rushing around doing the stuff. Um, and I think to a certain degree, it's it's realigned priorities. Not that they were never a priority, but in terms of focus and attention. Um, and I think that drives into a lot of the community spirit stuff we're seeing built now around the, the human element, if you like, of, of making this, this situation we're in is... <laughs> as comfortable as we possibly can. I don't know if does that make sense, you know, in terms of where I'm coming from? Yeah, it does feel. Um, I think it's it's about making the best out of it and, and seeking the opportunities. I can I can definitely personally echo getting thinking of your family first and the people you want to connect to and, and just checking in with people and understanding that, you know, people are in some tough circumstances and just reaching out. So it's little things like um, I play words with friends with my mum. Uh, so I just make sure that's my barometer, if you like, that I'm getting some words back. So I know I'm connecting with her. And then we sort of, we had a call on Sunday, obviously. I'm texting my son more because he lives up in, he's moved on back to Newport from university. 
So yeah, it's, it's really important to just make those connections and with work colleagues as well. Seems to be a lot of lot of chat on on WhatsApp as people are connecting around. You know, that's, that's my family and my wife's family, and yeah, it's good. Uh, different and real changing, not real changing priorities, but a, a definite changing priorities, and just making sure people are okay. Yeah, and I think that's really part. I, I think that's a key element of the COVID strategies here, where. I think there's what eight or ten people I text this morning and said, you know, we're all in the same boat now. We're all working from home. You know, good friends and family and colleagues, and it wasn't just a case of uh, checking in with them. I was saying, let's let's help each other through this, you know. So let's arrange like we're doing now, you know, a little Zoom call, even if it's once a week, once a fortnight. It breaks the monotony of your day, um, but also gives you a different voice and a different view and a different lens, and you know, just just a different style of conversation because. When you're out and about working, you do you're surprised how many different people you have conversations with, and now you're in you know your four walls. You've got your family around you, uh, and maybe the pets if you've got some. Um, that's going to become a little bit repetitive. It's probably going to put stress on people. So I think we just need to be open, open and honest, and having conversations around that. So if you do need a bit of time and space, is what I'm saying to yourself: is go and get it. You know, whatever that is, if it's going upstairs and watching TV on your own, or um, going out into the garden or the potter, or if you're going for a walk on your own, that's that's perfectly okay. Um, I think we all we, we all need, to a certain degree, our own little bit of space. And I know I know you do, Nathan. You know you get to a point where you've got that, that introvert bit kicks in, where you go right. I need to take myself away to recharge now and gather my thoughts. Yeah, definitely. And just having that time, and I don't know about you, Phil, but mine. It's almost like the working day is what we used to working from home. It feels really different, and and I'm doing things differently. Give us an example. So, so what's changed already for you? Well, I think it's being flexible around that working. So sort of, I'm, you know, I walked the dog in the morning, um, did a bit of, little bit of work, had some breakfast, did a bit of training, did some more work, and then I know I'll probably have a quiet afternoon you know, after this chat. Yeah. But I'll probably do some work in the evening, but also know that I've um, got some colleagues in another context. But they've, they've got kids, um, and our kids have grown up and are independent to a certain extent. But I know their working day is dramatically different. Mm. Um, so we're just, it's just I'm finding I'm, I'm being flexible around that and understanding that, and just sort of taking a foot off the pace, really. Um, it's what it feels like. So is that a sort of is that a conscious decision of yours to pace yourself? Yeah, I think so. And then. There's a bit about planning, thinking about your week, putting in some routines that help. And I know, you know, back from our military days, and we do enjoy that routine. But there's also, I think, putting a bit of variety in there as well, just to create some stimulus. So I know tomorrow will will sort of look and feel the same as a generalisation, but it will feel a little bit different. I'll tweak it somehow just to provide my own variety. Yeah, just, yeah, and I, and I think. Going back, like you said, about in the military days when we served together, I think there was a lot of when you're in that fixed routine, you need that routine, you need that base to work off that the monotony kicks in. And how do you slightly mix up things, you know? Because that the repetitive nature, I can I can see, you know, we only got locked down last night. If if this is going to happen for potentially twelve weeks, they're talking about maybe longer. I'm certainly in the mindset of thinking this is twelve to fifteen weeks here. If it's any shorter, then great. And if it's longer, then we'll know beforehand and, and I'll readjust. But I'm, I am thinking 12 to 15 weeks. So I'm almost breaking it down to four-week cycles. You know, So what am I going to do over the next four weeks? So what am I doing this week, my one-off of the four weeks? So I've got some specific projects that I've been 
trying to get up to speed with and, and start. Um, and I've now got the time to do that. Um, hopefully, I can. You know, hopefully, I will. I'll nudge that forward this week, and then next week we'll reassess again next Monday and see what my goals are for the end of that week. And I don't think they have to be really clear. It's just I think we need to feel the need that we're or we have the need to feel like we're making progress and therefore we're not wasting time. Because the flip side of that is obviously being locked down last night. I can imagine the cities, whilst it's quiet, it's, it, it's a nightmare for staff, managers and leaders at the minute because obviously they don't have to respond to that. And whilst the preparation was there beforehand in terms of making it um, as comfortable as people for people as possible for people to work at home, um, the it's real now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah very much yeah. How have you, um, I think one of the biggest things to, to look out for is that physical and mental well-being and how are, how are you approaching that, Phil? Well, it's, it's, it is funny you say, say that. I've got, a, I've got an old colleague of mine who lives in Germany and obviously they're locked down and they can't get home. Um, and, and I know that um, we've had some conversations the last few weeks around well-being. And I think routine, you know, and allocating specific times to things that work for you. And that's the beauty, I think, of us all being different. So I know I need to do some exercise. Um, I know I need to do some personal development and that could just be reading, that could be just read an article. That might even be half an hour on LinkedIn, for example, looking for an article. So I don't, I don't, I don't see that as wasted time, if that makes sense. If I'm spending three hours there and I haven't done anything and I haven't read anything that resonates with me, then that's a waste of time when I could have been doing anything. But I will allocate sort of half an hour. Um, I try and do some personal development in the morning when I'm having my breakfast. So I'll, you know, I wouldn't even check my emails. I'll just go straight on to... Um, an article or or a book or read a couple of pages or watch a YouTube video that I've got, you know, um, stored. Um, and then that, that physical access, uh, uh, physical activity is so important. So like I said earlier, I'm really fortunate that I live in country lane so I can still go and cycle. Um, but if that, that lockdown, I've got the garden, I'd probably just find some space in the house just to do 15 minutes a day just to keep yourself ticking over. I'm, I'm not competing at a high standard anymore. I don't need to be extremely fit. But I think the body still needs that. The body, and, and I, I know, and, and if anybody spoke to my wife, you know, if I've done four, five, six days without my exercise, I start getting cranky. She's like, right, get out on your bike. <laughs> get out on your bike, <laughs> you know, because uh, you do need that release, don't you? I just wonder in these um, in these times, of, you know, you sort of highlighted this could go on for quite a, a period of time. It's, uh, it's unprecedented. I just wonder if it's an opportunity for people to get into some really good routines that are sort of looking after the physical and mental well-being, as well as getting some work done. It, it might be a real time to to readjust to to, to having a, maybe a different life that looks and feels a bit different, but it's probably more sustainable. Yeah I, think, working with that. yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of the guys I'm chatting to, because obviously you're still doing a lot of coaching online, you know, as, as, as a lot of people are adjusting to, to work virtually. And, and I like everyone saying that if this does last 12 weeks, maybe the way we work will change, you know, because it's going to work to a certain degree. Um, but maybe there's going to be a bit more of a sway towards using technology and not to travel up and down and around countries and, and capitalising on best practice, uh, which we're obviously we're, we're even working on internally, aren't we? How do we how do we use these for conference calls or webinars, and how do we um, increase and enhance the experience? Um, but yeah, certainly that, that physical well-being could be just going out and going for a walk around the block. You know, again, staying away, obviously two meters away from any neighbours, whatever. But just that, that, that little bit of exercise, and that's why the government have put it in there because they know that it's so vital. And I'd like to think that you know, if you look at all these people that are climbing mountains and going to the beaches on the weekend, that you know that's probably a surge because they know they're not going to be able to do it. And it's like anything within human nature. When you know you can't do it, you want it more. 
So, you know, hopefully, even the ones that are a bit more sedentary, that they maybe they can go out and start getting a bit of exercise, just walking around the blocks again, you know, adhering to the rules and regulations and the guidance. Um, but just getting that little bit of exercise once a day. But also the mental bits, so the, the stimulation around um, online learning, for example. There's some amazing platforms on the, you know, Khan Academy, Google Scholar. There's loads of stuff on online. And maybe we'll drop something in the comments here that there's like, there's one website I was reading the other day, 600 new courses from the top 10 universities in the world. There's, there's something there for everybody. So the gray matter could be just doing a topic per day. And over the six, set 12 weeks, you're developing a new skill set, developing new thought patterns, and therefore coming out of it, you'd actually come out of it as a better person. You know, so I think there's investing your time as well. It doesn't have to be starting a whole, you know, university degree where you're spending your four hours a day because you've still got your job to do, you've got your family to deal with. It could be 15-minute pint-sized chunks of learning that are engaging your brain. Uh, and that's really good for your mental well-being as well as reaching out and speaking to family, um, you know, being there to support one another, family and friends. Um, and yeah, as I say, physical side, we're going the fresh air. So I think you'd add, you'd add to that, Nate. I mean, like, I tell you what, I'll just flip on this on head. So when you've worked with these elite athletes, you know, whether it's British canoe and British sailing, and obviously UK sport now, when they're locked down in their training camps, granted by their own free will, because they are they're training and resting on it, that's all they're doing. Training, rest, train, rest, train, rest, rinse and repeat. What, what do you find those guys and girls do to be able to do that week in after week in, week out? I think uh, a lot of people I've worked with, Phil, they've just got this uh, real determination and a real focus on, on the end goal. And they understand that this is the process that they're going to go through. Um, how people engage together, uh, work together, whether it's an individual sport or a team sport how they operate in that environment, um, support each other, um, connect with each other, but they're still massively relevant. So all the stuff we're talking about is hugely relevant. Um, I think something that chimed with me, you were chatting a few minutes ago, just about those cycles as well. It's just like, okay, this is breaking down into smaller chunks. So we've got this four-week cycle to go through. Um, we evaluate at the end of that. Did, did that work? Did it not work? What do we need to change? What does the next cycle look like? Well, micro cycles. So we're working in smaller chunks over this bigger period. So maybe that's something people can transfer straight across. It's just, okay, we've got four-week blocks, perhaps, if, if it works for you, or two-week blocks, if that works for you. What are you going to do in these two weeks? And set yourself little mini goals. And I guess going back to your, to your processes, that, that really works. Yeah, and, and uh, before we started, this is a little pop-up on my, my laptop with my news alerts, and it looks like the Olympics is getting postponed by 12 months. I don't know if you've seen that. So, you know, a lot yes. of our work with our athletes is going to be realigning, resetting what their goals are, because I think, you know, these, these people have been working on a four-year cycle, and they've done exactly what you said there. So a four-year cycle is not a four-year cycle. It'll be multiple four-week cycles, you know, hundreds of them. And they'll be training towards a specific goal over those four weeks periods. Um, they'll test and adjust, and then they'll see where they're at and what worked for them, what worked, what didn't work, and then they'd go again, wouldn't they? And they're always continually looking to improve. And I think there's a there's a bit of reset in there for a lot of athletes we work with. I'm not sure some have got another 12 months in them. They're coming towards the end of their career. Um, I think a lot of people are probably peaking now, just before it. You know, a couple of months out, they'll, they'll be right at the right end, so they're more susceptible to illness. They're training harder or trying to train harder. Um, so there's going to be a re recalibration really of what's what's important, um, and I think there's going to be a lot. Of, there needs to be a lot of governance and guidance from the the governing bodies, uh, and I think that's the same for organisations working with their staff because it is unprecedented. But 
there's best practice out there and I think it's an opportunity for leaders to stand up. I think it's an opportunity to land up and communicate and whilst we can't assure everybody's jobs, the government are doing the best they can, what we can do, and that's well within our, our powers, is to communicate with our staff and show them that we actually care. Because um, the best coaches I've worked with and the best uh, athletes that I've worked with, all of them care and they all look out to each other. Is that, is that, is that something you've seen? Yeah, I was chatting to uh, I was chatting to a coach yesterday, Phil, just about providing clarity. And um, I think I saw on the BBC News that GB's Team GB's pulled out of the Olympics. Okay. Um, yesterday, <laughs> just about as this coach was just asking, chatting about this clarity, and knowing that the athletes will have seen that, probably seen that news as well, and have had no clarity from the organisation. It's sort of tough, and like I say, they've invested a massive amount of time along with the coaches into that, into this one sort of period of time. So that that clarity and it's almost getting ahead of the messaging for me is really important and just getting a message out there. It doesn't necessarily have to be the right one, but just showing them that you care and you're thinking about them, you're in touch with them. And, you know, as I say, you care is probably the priority. And then rather than have a full rather than create a void or a vacuum of information is, is get a message out there. You can always test and adjust. And I think it's, I was thinking about it this morning, it's a bit like skiing down a ski slope. I'm probably saying that because I was meant to be skiing this week. Not really a bitter. Not at all. He says with his pictures behind him. <laughs> Just to remind me. But, um, you know, you're, you're at the top of the slope and you want to get down to what, the bottom of the slope or the, the hut, the refuge, the cafe, whatever it is. Yes, you can go straight down, but, you know, these things knock you off track and, mm. and just having, you know, I've got a plan, I'm saying something. It might be wrong, so I have to adjust, and I adjust again, and I adjust again, but yeah. getting that message out there is really important, I think. And it's funny, because as you were talking there, it, it, you know, the principle of that is exactly what we're doing here, isn't it? It's just trying to provide something for somebody. Um, it's to show our clients that we care. Is to, to show that everybody's feeling the same thing, but there may be some tips in there. So granted, it might be 12, 15, 16 weeks, who knows? But don't think of it as a 12-week block was one of the main takeaways from this conversation for me. It's just break it down to four weeks. So we've got four one weeks within that four weeks. What are we going to do this week and what can we work towards? What can we nudge? And how can we look after our physical and mental well-being moving forward? And, and, and adjust it, you know, what works for me, what doesn't, and then, and then we keep on going. And we've, I think it's a really important message around this is not going to be permanent either. This will end at some point. You know, so um, you've got to try and avoid as best you can the catastrophic thinking. Um, so, so it's just about dealing in the moment and um, trying to work out your own processes. Try, try and work out what's best for you. And, you know, we were on a call with a psychologist, Jane, earlier, and she was saying, well, I, I have to start early now and I'm finishing just after lunchtime and the rest of the time I'm after with, with my children. And, that, you know, that's the end of it. That, that, that's decision made. And, and I'm going to go and enjoy that. And because that's my priority, I've got to deal with that as well. I'm not just, you know, somebody who can leave the house in the morning and I'm now a professional. I'm now working from home and I'm a parent and a professional, so I've got to juggle that. And I think most people will understand that. Most, most people understand the priorities are slightly shifted at the moment, haven't they? And, and potentially for the better. Uh, so with every challenge comes opportunity, as they say. And I think that little bit of altering of, of perspective could, could be quite vital for, for the whole human race moving forward. Yeah, pretty that. That's <laughs> On that note, it's a great summary there, Phil. Um, great summary, thank you. All right, okay, so we look forward to engaging with you more. Nathan and I are here to support you as part of the Pronoctist uh, team. 
if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or any topics that you find, then please DM us or LinkedIn us or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Reach out. We're all over other social media platforms. So let us know what you'd like to discuss. I hope there's a few takeaways there for you. And um, just remember, you're not on your own. And we're all going through this together. And there's different skill sets that can help and support one another. So uh, please lean into it and uh, let us help you. So hope you enjoyed it. And look forward to uh, presenting another one for you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the P3 Podcast. If you'd like to engage further with us, then please come and follow us across all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And of course, follow us on wherever you get your podcasts to be one of the first to be notified of any new content.